Hey everybody, I'm Pastor Jeff Dawes, lead pastor here at Stockbridge Community Church. And I just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast today. I hope this message inspires you and encourages you. Enjoy today's message. I was talking to one of my pastor friends this past week and he told me a funny story about uh, his daughter. When his daughter was smaller, he said that she got in trouble and he said, I had to spank her and said, uh, I gave her the little spanking and said, that evening come and it become bedtime and said, you know, I wanted to make sure that, you know, she knew why I had to do that. So he said, I went up there before I prayed with her and I said, baby girl, I just want you to know it hurt me a lot today to have to spank you, but I want you to know, I want you to, you got to know right from wrong. And she said, he said, because I want you to grow up and I want you to become a, a godly young lady. I want you to be a godly young lady. And she looked at him and said, Daddy, I don't want to be a godly young lady. I want to be like Mommy. <laughs> now, you thought I was disking his wife, and he did too, but no. What the little girl was saying is that I don't know anything about God, but the love that I see from my mommy is what I want. Isn't that right, everybody? Thank God for a mother's love. The closest thing that we can get to the love of God is a mother's love. It's the closest thing we can get. I do want to talk to you today about love. Matter of fact, uh, I think that we've got a crisis in our in our culture today when it comes to love, especially when you listen to music. Now, you may not know this about me. I, uh, Fridays is a day that uh, where we, you know, I just sort of try to chill out a little bit. And like when I'm doing yard work and stuff, I put my headphones in and I listen to 94.9 The Bull. Yeah, I'm like, country music, that's right. But what I've discovered, I like to do that because first of all, I, I like country music. I, listen, I usually listen to Christian music all week until then. I'm like, okay, I want to find out what's going on in the world. And, I, and it just a little nostalgia there as well because as a teenager, I was a little redneck country music boy. <laughs> and, uh, but what I found out is there's not a lot of love songs written anymore. Most of them are lust songs. You know, it's like, you know, uh, you make me feel. Uh, oh, uh, oh, come Come and give it, give it, give it, give it to me. Okay. I, I mean, that's the, you listen. 90% is about what you can give to me. You know, you making me feel. But love is the opposite. Love is uh, what can I do for you? I'm here to serve you. Amen. And if that ever describes a mother, that is true, isn't it? A mother's always there serving. You know, uh, today, I want to share with you the, the, the love chapter in the Bible. Uh, I want to read to you this, this statement. If you've been at a wedding, you've probably heard this, but I want to read you this because the definition of love is here. It's found in 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8. Look what it says. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrong. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, and always perseveres. 
Love never what, everybody? Love never fails. Now, I don't know if you just noticed there, but there's a lot of definitions about love. There's about 15 of them. And so I just, you know, I thought about, okay, you know, I should really break down all 15 to you today. But I went to Rhonda and I said, Rhonda, tell me, honey, what do you, what do you think the, the, the Mother's Day message should be? And in, in her godly wisdom, she said this, short. <laughs> They've got to get their pictures made, Jeff. All right, so let them go. Godly woman, that's right. <laughs> so I want to talk to you today. I'm going to give you four things today about showing mercy to my family. I think if there's anything that would be nothing greater on Mother's Day, if we had a little more peace in our family. By the way, uh, guys, if you're looking for the perfect gift to give your uh, mother or your wife on this Mother's Day, I heard it this week. The perfect gift, the number one thing that ladies requested was a nap. So, so we're going to get you out of here and you can go get her a nap. Amen, everybody? A nap by herself. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it's already started. I can see it now. The first thing is, the first thing I want you to write down is this. How, how do we show mercy to my family. The first thing is, number one is this, is by overlooking irritations and, of, and offenses. Overlooking irritations and offenses. He says this in that chat passage we just led. He said, love is not rude. It is not self-seeking. And it is not what, everybody? What's that word? Easily angered. Two words, easily angered. Now, let me just say this to you. Anger is not all bad. The question with anger is, is why am I angry and how long have I been angry? But there's a lot of anger that's good. You know, when we see injustice happening, anger's good. When we see uh, children being abused, anger's good. Amen? Yeah. Now, now, Rhonda and I, we don't have any grandchildren that, uh, yet. And, uh, you know, our, our kids are not married, so we say first comes love, then comes marriage, then comes a the baby carriage, all right? So let's keep that in order. We want to try to keep that in order. But, um, but I tell you, you know, our staff have children. And I can tell you, I love our staff's children. Matter of fact, I tolerate our staff so I can be with their children. <laughs> I love them. So I can tell you, if you want to tick me off, you mess with one of them. I will get, I will go crazy. I'll go cray cray. I mean, just get, I will. I love it. Don't hurt the children. Amen. That's a, that's a good kind of anger. That's a good kind of anger. What I want you to understand is that every great leader has had to learn how to control their anger. And the ones that did not control their anger, it became their downfall is because they couldn't control their anger. What I know about every person in this room is that you're either one of two people when it comes to anger. Either you're the person that blows up or you're the person that clams up, you know? So what I'm trying to tell you today that either you're a skunk, when you get mad, you stink up the whole room, everybody knows you're mad, or you're a turtle, you get into your shell, you pull within, you know? And I can tell you this, 
after being the pastor of this church for 27 years and meeting with all kind of couples, this is what I know about you, is that turtles always marry skunks. <laughs> always. Always marry skunks. Now, if you're, if, if you're looking at me and say, well, okay, Jeff, we know that you are the skunk in your family, you would be right. But I want to tell you something. After 30, almost 35 years of marriage to Rhonda, she's not just a turtle. She's become a snapping turtle. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> Look what the Bible says. Proverbs 17, 9. Love forgets mistakes. What's that next word? Nagging. nagging. Oh, nagging. Nagging about them parts the best of friends. And what he's saying is that nagging never motivates anyone. It doesn't motivate anyone. Look at the next verse, Proverbs 19, 11. Good sense makes one slow to what, everybody? And it is to his glory to what? Overlook. Overlook what? An offense. Overlook an offense. So basically what he's saying is this, is that people who get... Uh, angry are people who get, I would say, offended at every little thing are childish. Are childish. If you're always getting your feelings hurt, I got a word for you. Grow up. Because let, let, me tell you, let me tell you a secret I found in life. The moment that I raise what it takes to offend me, the bar that what it takes to offend me, and I lower the bar what it takes for me to forgive people, I started having a lot of peace in my life. The reason that most of us, most of us don't have peace is because we're so easily offended. And let me tell you something, it helps road rage too. <laughs> it does. You know, when a, when a person comes zipping by and they almost cut you off, you know, zigging in and out of traffic, instead of me taking it so personal, like they almost wrecked me, I started saying, well, I wonder what's really going on with them. I mean, I wonder what emergency are they trying to get to? What's going on? What, what drug are they on? You know, I don't know. <laughs> and so what I've done, I've raised, and what I'm challenging, if you will get this, it will change your life. This will, this will make so much peace in your home. And like, don't take everything as an offense. It's a people, some people just have a bad day and, and just let it go. Don't be so easily offended, amen? amen. And then you're going to have peace can't have peace when you get ticked off at everybody. And you got to get even with them. Oh, no, you didn't tell me. Let me tell you something. Drop that. Amen, everybody? The second thing I will tell you is this. Showing mercy to my family is be kind when they don't deserve it, but need it. <laughs> oh, boy, this is a little real here. All of us have what I call VDPs in our life. Very draining people. Now quit looking down the road right now. Good grief, let's have some peace, all right? Don't start a fight in church. Keep looking at me. First Corinthians, again, look what he said in verse four. Love is patient, it is kind, it does not envy, it does not boast, and it is not what, everybody? Proud. What, what, what does it mean to be proud? Uh, proud. It means to be prideful. It means that proud, being proud means that I've got to take everything personal. And so, you know, VDPs are people, very draining people that are, it seems like they're always agitated at something and never, nothing's never just right. 
And many times, you know, we, instead of trying to, pride will make us want to fight with them instead of trying to understand them. What's, what's going on with them? And, and so sometimes, you know, we have to look at this like a baby. Like, you know, the baby comes home from the hospital. The baby lets us know something's wrong because it whines, right? Like it just cries. And when the baby cries, all of a sudden we, we start going into panic mode. Okay, what's wrong with the baby? We start asking. We try to understand what's going on. Does, it, does the baby need to be fed? You know, or, or did, did something happen to hurt it? Did it mash its finger? What's, what's going on? You know, then we pick the baby up and start smelling its backside. <laughs> Got a little shoo-shoo. <laughs> oh, don't we do crazy things like that? because we're trying to understand what's going on with the child, right? And once we understand that, oh, they get a bad diaper, oh, they're hungry. Once we understand, then guess what? We can meet that need and they're, they're happy for a little while. See, with people, we quit doing that, right? We just say, well, they're just a jerk and that's all they're ever gonna be. And I married a jerk. I'm stuck with this jerk. Instead of trying to say, wait a minute, what's going on here? See, pride says, okay, I'm going to ask the question. I'm going to try to understand instead of just trying to say, oh, no, you're not doing me like that. That's what it does. It lowers that bar of offense like we talked about earlier. Look at what he says in Proverbs 3.27. Whenever you're able, do good to people who what, everybody? Who need help. Notice what he didn't say. He didn't say do good to people who deserve help. He said, do good to people who need help. Amen? Because the people in your life right now, the people in your life sometimes, especially in our families sometimes, they don't deserve it. They've been a a VDP. They've been draining. They don't deserve your help. But sometimes they need it. Ron and I were traveling down the road about a month ago. We were about to go through a traffic light and there was a, a truck in front of us and and it, it had a little distance between me and, that, uh, me and that truck. And about that time, here comes another car, and it just turned left while the light was green for us to go. And I mean, it didn't slow down. Bam! Hit that truck. Spun the truck around, destroyed their car. Smoke is boiling out of the car. So I just pull my vehicle over, I hop out, and I go right up to the, to the car. And it's a lady and her, her baby, her little daughter's in the car. And I go, ma'am, how stupid can you be? You just got what you deserved. <laughs> I didn't say that. Some of you are like, I knew he would do it. <laughs> no, it was her, the accident was her fault, but it didn't matter whose fault it was because the car was boiling with smoke. And, and so I was getting the door open and, and getting her out and getting the poor little young lady out in the back seat who was crying her eyes, scared to death, thought the car was going to blow up. It didn't matter whose fault it was. I didn't, why didn't say, well, you deserve it. You deserve it. Stay there and fry with the car. It didn't matter whose fault. (laughs) Some of you in your home, you know what? You're you're letting somebody burn to the ground because it was your own fault. It's not what they deserve. It's what they need. And see, that's love right there, everybody. That's love. Proverbs 19, 22. Oh, this is... 
This is good right here. Look, watch this. Kindness makes a man what? Attractive. That's a great message for Mother's Day right there, isn't it? Oh, my goodness. He's saying if you want to look better, forget Botox. Just be nice. <laughs> Just be nice. You can look sexy if you're nice, guys. Let her have the nap first. <laughs> what I want you to understand is that God put into our, our system of, of being a community of believers to be nice. The reason that church is so important to you is because it's the only place and it's the only thing on your schedule each week to where you get to practice being nice. See, some of you drove up today, you fought all the way to church. And then when you got out of your car, people said, hey, you went, hey, how you doing? <laughs> and you was just fighting in the car. But you, you know how to practice being nice. And hopefully, because you've been practicing being nice, when you get back in the car, you'll be like, hey, it's okay. Why? Because you practice being nice. You don't need to miss church. Amen. Amen. And guess what? It, it resets you for the whole week because you practice being nice. That's why church is so important. That's why I want you to be a part of this church if you don't have a church because we want to help your life get better, an opportunity for a better life. How? We teach you to be nice. Amen. <laughs> it's, isn't that amazing, everybody? That's what we're going to do for these veterans on Serve Saturday. We're going we're gonna to be nice. Those bags will be given to those people. Your nice hands will prepare them and somebody will give them and they will find hope because you were nice. But nice doesn't just work at church. It works in, not in, just in God's house. It works in your house. But it comes from God's house. It, the spirit gets in God's house and it gets in your house. Amen? So, if you don't have a church home, we'd love for you to have, to have this church as a home. Now, I can't speak for other churches. I don't know if they're nice, but here we want to be nice. That's right. So why don't you, we have something called Growth Track. It's on your connection card. If you just check that box, Growth Track, we want to see some information about how to join our church for, to be nice. Okay, all right. I can see some of you are signing other people up right now, aren't you? Yes. We have a record number this week. They, they coming. That's right. They're coming. All right. So I have another step for you while you have that card. Look what it says. I will show kindness to my family by asking, what question are we going to ask? It's on your connection card. You ready? What are we going to ask? What good can I do today? Amen. That's where niceness begins. Number three, the third thing is this, is that we're going to show uh, mercy to my family by letting go of the past hurts. By letting go of the past hurts. He says this, love keeps no record of wrong. I just wonder how many of you right now have a, a mental list going on in your mind right now that you keep a running list of how many people have done you wrong. You know, it's, it's just like, who does that? I used to do that. I'm going to tell you, it will take you down. It will take you down. Matter of fact, I would say this to you. That when someone calls you out, the way that you know you keep a mental list is because when someone calls you out and says, hey, you didn't do this, 
all of a sudden you get so historical on them. You said, well, let me tell you what, let me tell you, March 19th, you didn't do this. On February the 22nd, you didn't do this. On January the 3rd, you didn't do this. And you go all the way back to the time they were in their mother's womb. You keep a list. You keep a list. I got I got here's a tip for you. Stop repeating it and start deleting it. Stop repeating it and start deleting it. Listen, can I help you out here? Can I help you? You will never, ever feel warm and fuzzy and, and, and loving toward a person that you keep thinking bad about or talking bad about. Amen? If you're, if you're always saying, well, you know, my husband or my wife, and you're right here, yak, 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 and you expect to come home and feel good about them, no, it don't work that way. And somebody that you're always thinking, well, my parents, yak, 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 yak. If you're always thinking bad about them or talking bad about them, you're never going to feel good about them. Amen, Amen everybody. Amen. Oh, we got to quit that stinking thinking. Yes. Amen. Boy, this is better than you thought it was going to be, isn't it? <laughs> First Corinthians, again, 13, 5. Love is not, what's that next word? Would you circle that word rude? Love does not demand its own way. <laughs> oh, this next one. It is not what, everybody? Woo! Glory to God. Or what? Mm, 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 mm. Some of you are going to take this verse and cut it out, aren't you? I can tell you right now. I see it. It does not hold what? Would you circle that word grudges? All right, circle that. And then what I want you to do is I want you to draw a line between rude and grudges, all right? Just draw a line between that. Rude and grudges. Let me tell you why people are rude. Let me tell you why. Because they're holding grudges. It's the, the reason people are rude is because they're holding grudges. See, it's a pain from the past that many of us are paying the price for today is that the, the, person, the person that's so rude is because they're holding a grudge from the past. And the bad thing about it is, usually the, it comes out on the people that they love the most. If you want your home to get better, let go of the grudge. And you'll stop being rude. We've determined this. Hurting people hurt people. So the question, when someone's being rude, the question is, wonder what's, wonder what's hurt them. I wonder who's really hurt them. It's amazing, it just changes the way you stand in line at Walmart. When you see this person just being an idiot, I mean, they're just being an idiot. Rah, 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 rah. When you stand instead of going, well, what's that idiot right there? I tell you, that's about the end. He's going to slap them. You ever feel that way? No, you don't, but I do. But instead of doing that, just saying, I wonder what's really happened. I wonder what's hurting them. I wonder who hurt them. Hurting people hurt people, but healing people help people. And see, we're all in this room. Many of us in this room, we're healing. Yeah, we all have hurts. All God's children have hurts. Amen, everybody? But we're, we're healing. We're getting better. And because we're getting better, we healing people help people. We don't hurt people. We help people. That's what we're called to do. 
today, let me just say this to you. There's, it's hard to forgive people. It's really hard to forgive people when you've not received forgiveness. Because you can't give what you've not received. You just can't do it. The first step in your life getting better and love beginning to flow is that you have to receive love and forgiveness before you can give love and forgiveness. Amen, everybody? And there's only one way to do that, only one way. We thank God for all the mothers in this room because they love us and a lot of them love us unconditionally. Thank you for that. But the way that we receive the real unconditional love is by receiving God's love and we do that by receiving his son Jesus into our lives. You know how we do that? If we say, receive Jesus, what does that mean in my life? Does that mean a, that a man's coming to uh, live inside of me? Well, not physically, but spiritually. The Bible describes it like this, like the wind. You can't see the wind, you only feel its effect. And when the same thing with God's Spirit, when you say, Jesus, come into my life, you're asking His Holy Spirit to come inside of you. You will not see anything, but it's amazing how you will begin to see things differently. Amen? Amen? So right now, there's those online and in this room right now that on this Mother's Day, your family's going to get better because you're going to make this decision to follow Jesus. So would you just, everyone, bow your heads with me right now? And right now, if that's you, you just say this prayer with me. In your mind, you don't have to say it out loud. Dear Lord Jesus, come into my life. Forgive me for my sins. I'm so sorry. Save me. I need you. Help me do your will. In Jesus' name. Thank you for saving me. Amen. Amen. Come on, let's give God a hand for all those people who prayed that prayer. Again, on this card, just check the box. Now, let me tell you something. We want everyone in this room to turn in a card. Why? Because we, we pray over these cards, and we think you're important enough to pray over. So if you just turn the card in, put it in the bucket on the way out, we would appreciate that. The fourth thing is this. Number four is this. Show mercy to my family. By number, number four, believing God is working in their lives, in the lives of my family. Believing that God is working in the lives of my family. Verse number 70 says this. Love always protects. Man, if that doesn't describe a mother, I don't know what does. Amen? Amen. Woo! Don't you mess with a mother's baby. You'd rather, you'd rather tackle a semi. Amen? Don't you mess with a mama's baby, no matter how old that baby is. Right? Mm-mm. Don't you mess with that. Now, Rhonda's a very easy, easygoing person. But boy, I, I mean, I have seen the horns come out when she felt like somebody was messing with one of our children. Mm, it got scary to me. <laughs> it always protects. It always trusts. Love always trusts. Not just people, but God. Love always trusts God. Always trusts God. Love always hopes. Love is always Hope-filled, everybody, not hopeless. It's hoping, believing. I was thinking about my father. I shared this with someone before service. My dad's health is deteriorating. 
His eyesight is getting worse. And every Sunday when I make that phone call to him, he'll say, son, I believe God's going to heal me. He said, son, I get up every morning. And when my eyes first work, open up in the morning, I think, before I open my eyes, like, God, is this today? He said, I live in this hope that God's going to do it. And my friends, that's called faith. And I don't know what kind of state you're living in right now, but if you would just have that kind of hope that no matter what goes on, and my dad's had this going on for several years now. But you know what amazes me? My dad lives because he has hope. It's hope that keeps him alive. And it's hope that'll keep you alive, amen? I don't know who's told you what. I don't know who's told you it'll never get better and you're always gonna be this way and you just as well give it up. I wanna tell you, they're a liar, everybody, because as long as there's a God, there's hope, amen? And don't you give up, don't you quit. You keep believing God. <laughs> believing God, believing God. See, you know how that you're always persevering and having hope and faith is the amount that you're praying about it. The the way that you know that you're still having hope and you're still having faith is because you keep praying about your family. That's how how you know. That's how you can measure your faith in God and how you're having hope is, is that what you're still praying about, you still have hope about. But when you quit praying about it, it's like your faith just sort of dwindles. You see, prayer, prayer is the greatest influence for good in our family's life. Because God can do what you can't do. Man, he, he can, oh, you're, when your children hear you pray, man, freak them out. That's, that's the best thing you do in your home. Freak them out. Get your kids together and start praying. And like, what's wrong with mom? I don't know. Something's wrong with her. Why? Because she's praying. What's wrong with dad? I don't know. He's about to have a breakdown. He's had a breakdown. Mentally, he's gone. Why? Because he's praying. Let him think you've gone crazy, but just pray. Amen? Amen. Amen. Lamentations 3 and 22 and 23. The faithful love of the Lord never ends. Aren't you glad for that? He's pulling for you. His mercies never cease. Great is thy faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh each morning. What I want to say to you is this, that God does these four things that we just shared for you every day. God, just think about it. God in his kindness, God in his mercy is that he overlooks our offenses. Aren't you glad about that? When we ask for forgiveness, he wipes them out. Aren't you glad? Aren't you glad that that God doesn't give us what we deserve, but he gives us what we need? Aren't you glad about that, everybody? Aren't you glad today, aren't you glad today that God lets go of our past, that he doesn't even remember it anymore? Aren't you glad about that? That God doesn't keep a a list up there and say, well, you did this, you did this, you did this. No, when you say, God, forgive me, through the blood of Jesus Christ, it's wiped clean and he doesn't remember it anymore. And just because it's coming to your mind and your mind and your mind and your mind and your mind does not mean it's coming to God's mind, amen? 
And just because, just because somebody else reminds you what you did, doesn't, remember, doesn't mean that God's remembering it, amen? I want you to know that God's got you. Aren't you glad for his mercy, everybody? Aren't you glad today that he's working? That God is working in your favor, in your good. He's working. You know, every night, every night, the thing that ever, the greatest thing that ever happened in my family for Ron and I is every night before we go to sleep, we'll lay down in the bed and we'll grab each other, take each other's hand, and we'll just thank God for one another. You know what? And if we're mad at each other, it's hard to be mad at somebody and pray for them. You know that? And so we decided that, okay, if we're mad, we'll at least pray the Lord's Prayer. And usually about the time one of us starts off with, Our Father, I know it's bad. And then you die. If I say Our Father, she's like, Get your hand away. And we have to work it out. You know what I'm saying? But I can tell you that when we pray, we, we pray for our children, we pray for you. And with this is what we pray. We say, God, thank you for what you're doing that we cannot see. Thank you, God, that you're working, Lord, and you're moving. And Lord, right now, I may not be able to see it, but I know that you're doing, Lord, something right there. You're working, oh God. And I just want to tell you, if you're praying, God's working. And if you're praying, God's working. You keep praying because God's working. It may not be now that you see it. It may not be tomorrow that you see it. But one day, you're going to see the hand of God was there all the time and he was working. Amen, everybody. Our God was working. He's working. He's working. He's working. He's working. He's working. He's working, everybody. Hallelujah. Come on, stand with me. God is working. And it's all things together for your good. I just want you to know, it may not feel good right now, but God is working for your good. He's working. How many of you would say in this room today, Pastor, I'm going to admit to you today that I got a situation in my life that I need God to work in. How many of you admit that with me? Come on, just raise your hands up high. Come on, all over the room. I got a situation. I need God to work in this situation. All right, you can put your hands down. We're going to sing this song together, Believe For It. And today, that's exactly what I'm asking you to do, is you believe for it. Hi, this is Pastor Jeff again. I just want to say I hope you enjoyed today's message. If you would like to support God's work through Stockbridge Community Church, simply go to our website at secview.net. Again, that's secview.net. And click the Give tab. We want to thank you again for being with us today. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.